Welcome to the Sawyer Highlands and Converge Community Church Sermon Podcast. Each week we will upload the sermon that was preached during the Sunday morning service at our New Buffalo campus in hopes that it will serve you well during the week. So sit back, relax, and may you be encouraged by the great hope you have in Jesus Christ as you listen to the preaching of God's Word. Well, good morning. It's great to be with all of you this morning. Uh, We are kind of uh, pulling an audible here. Uh, I think Jeff was supposed to be here this morning, and um, he is not feeling well, so um, trying to play it safe. Uh, If you're you're sick or, uh, you know, it's it's good to stay home. Uh, We have uh, the stream up, so if you can't make it to the service, you can always bring it up online and be watching and listening online. So I'm sure there's quite a few on right now. Um, and uh, so, but it's, it's good to be here. Um, we are in the middle of our 21 days of prayer. We, we like to do that at the beginning of the year, January, and begin the year off right by engaging with our Lord. And so, um, there's been many here. We, we circle around in the sanctuary, and at six in the morning, we, we gather and we pray together various ways that, that we pray. And, uh, and along with that, we wanted to do a series on the, on the book of Psalms. And the reason why we wanted to do that is because I think in the Psalms is some of the rawest, most honest prayers that you can find in the scriptures. And I know for myself, when I pray, I don't know about you, but I would say throughout my whole entire life with the Lord, walking as a Christian, I've, I've always questioned prayer and what, what is prayer and, and how to pray. And, you know, a lot of times we, we learn about prayer by listening to others. And often what we hear is usually in a congregation style way where we pray. And so you we often think that's how you're supposed to pray all the time. And I know my own life and my own personal life, I, I pray the same things over and over again using the same words. And sometimes it can feel hollow. Like there's not much meaning behind those words. There's stuff going on inside of me. There's stuff that I'm dealing with, things that I'm thinking about, things that I'm feeling. And I'm oftentimes find difficulties in expressing those in words. The Psalms express those, way, those things in, in many different ways. So what's wonderful is we can actually go to the Psalms. The Lord has given us something to pray. When we don't have the words, he's given us words. And so that's why we wanted to do this series in the book of Psalms as we're also doing the 21 days of prayer, because this, this needs to be a time that, that we engage with the Lord, doesn't it? I mean, this is, this is some challenging days. We know in Michigan, COVID is, is running its course, and people are getting sick, and there's a lot of all other kinds of challenges that come along with that. We need to be engaged with our Lord. So we're going through the Psalms, and this morning we're going to Look at Psalm 71. So why don't we turn there? If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. 
Psalm 71, and my hope is this, as we work through this psalm together, that it will spur us on to pray in a similar way. That this would be just an example to us, or when we read it, we go, this is my prayer. It may not be where we're at, but it could be. That this would, you would make this your prayer, and that you would take this and actually engage with the Lord So this is Psalm 71. I'm going to read it. You can follow along. Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually to you. I have been as a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together and say, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. May my accusers be put to shame and consumed with scorn and disgrace. May May they be covered who seek my hurt. But I will continue hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. For their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth, you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even in old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You have made me see many troubles and calamities, will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also which you have redeemed. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and ask, Lord, that you would Reveal to us your word, that you would speak to us through it, Lord. 
Pray, Lord, that this time you would, you would draw near to us and that we would hear from you. We, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So the author of Psalm 71 begins with a cry of rescue. And, and notice how many different ways he communicates this. It's Psalm 71, verse 2. He says, in your righteousness, deliver me, rescue me, incline your ear to me, and save me. So in this one verse, the psalmist communicates this strong sense of desperation for the Lord, a strong desperation for salvation and rescue. He's expressing this cry in four different ways. He says, deliver me and rescue me. And I love this one. Incline your ear to me. Incline your ear to me. What a wonderful phrase that is. You know, I was, <coughs> I was thinking of a president who, who has a lot of power, right? You, he gives a command and, and people move. Things, things happen. So imagine if you had five minutes with the president, right? I mean, his time is very precious. And to have the president's ear just for five minutes could be huge for you. What are you going to say? What are you going to tell him? Are you going to give a request? Because in those five, mo- five minutes, you can compel him or urge him to move in a direction and things could happen. Do you know, do you believe that God, the all-powerful God who created all things, that we have his ear. Do you know that? Do you realize that as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ? You have his ear. You can come into his presence, and not just for five minutes. You can have the Lord's ear. That is such a beautiful phrase. Incline your ear to me, O Lord. And what is his prayer? It's one of rescue. He is in need. He is in trouble. He is in big trouble. We read later in the psalm that it's because there's enemies that he has. And these enemies, they want his life. They want to take him out. Could you imagine living under that kind of stress? That, that everywhere you go, when, wherever you go, you, you have to be watching for your enemies. Around every corner, around every dark room, behind you, you have to be looking behind you. People coming up to you pretending to be your friend and questioning if they really are your friend. So you can you could probably get a sense from the beginning of this psalm that, that the psalmist is overwhelmed. When he is going to the Lord, it's it's in desperation. It's in probably one of the darkest points in his life, and he's overwhelmed. And he knows that his strength is not enough. He knows that his power is not enough, that he has to search for rescue. He needs deliverance, and he knows who to go to. He must go to the Lord. Listen to how he talks and describe, listen how he describes the Lord here. 
This is verse 1 and verse 3. He says, In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Refuge. The Lord says refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Look at verse 3. Be to me a rock, a rock of refuge, to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. So the, the psalmist is using words to de- describe God as his protector. He's the one that is giving this psalmist his uh, stability in his life. It's who he can hold on to. It's, it's who he can stand upon and be safe when the storms come. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Last, last summer, um, I, I was able to get, take a boat ride along the coast of Lake Michigan and I noticed all the destruction that took place, you know, two years ago when, when the uh, water was really high. And, um, you know, trees fall, the, the beaches were wiped out, there were houses that were falling into the lake. I mean, this was, this was a, a, a pretty crazy time. And, um, and the destruction was immense. It was surprising to see as we were going up along the coast but there were places where the land was secure. There was places where, where the land was safe. There was houses that were safe. And you could see the water when the water came. It, 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 it was just forming around the land. It wouldn't approach the land, but it was forming around it because there was protection. It was these huge boulders that were, that were along the coast and it would block the water from coming in. These boulders were protecting the land. And our, our, our Lord is very similar to that. He is a rock. He is a rock. And the storms and the trials, the calamities cannot penetrate it. The Lord is our rock. He is what protects us. He is our stability. It also describes him as a refuge and a fortress he is the place. He's, he doesn't like create the place or he, he doesn't point to the place to go for refuge. He is the fortress and refuge. Could you imagine what that must be like? Think about that. For the Lord, with all of his power, with all of his might, with his legions of angels surrounding you that he has surrounded you. That, that's why I love our, uh, our time of prayer in the morning. When we do the 21 days of prayer, we do a daily morning prayer that we, that we pray together out loud. And, and one, of the, one of the phrases that I love to pray every single day is this. It says, Christ as a shield. Christ as a shield. Overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me on my left and on my right. Every single morning for the 21 days of prayer, we pray that. It's it's the beginning of our day. Christ as a shield, the Lord as our refuge, the God whom we serve as our fortress you know that we need to pray that prayer every single day. 
I need to pray that prayer every single day because when I wake up in the morning, I wake up, you know, I clap my hands. Today's going to be a great day. I have strength. I have energy. Not all the time, but it, I, you, you wake up and you go, what do I have to do? I'm going to get it done. And, and we start off that day with our own, in our own strength, with our own power, with our own energy. And oftentimes what takes place, it doesn't usually take too long. Something happens and it, and it mows me over. There's, there's something that I don't see coming and it sidelines me and it, and, it, and it grabs me and it makes me nervous or concerned or afraid. My strength is, I'm, I'm tired, I'm weary. Where do I go? Where do you go? And I love how the psalmist says this. He, he uses a word throughout the psalm that I want to point out that has hit me. Um, it, it just continually speaks. And it's in verse three. It says, be to me a rock of, excuse me, be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. I love that word continually. We're actually going to see that word more throughout this psalm. The word continually, meaning that it's just not a one-time thing. This is something that we'll continually or daily have to do, have to move towards. Because like I said, so easy to get up and be like, you know what, I'm going to take on this, this day with my own strength and energy and, and I might be able to get through most of it or it might be the week. But you know what? Our energy, our power, our strength is limited. God's isn't. So we need to continually come to him and take refuge in him. It's a daily task. And that's why it's good to start off our day in that way. And what, what beautiful words is that? Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. God is always there. He is always waiting for us. The doors are open. He's waiting for us to enter in. And we can do that every single day. Not only does the psalmist cry for rescue, but he also um, seeks he, he cries for rescue and he seeks refuge, but he also has a resolve. A resolve to trust in the Lord. He proclaims this in verses 5 and 6. He says, For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. So the psalmist continues on to talk about how he has trusted in the Lord since his youth. And I think this is really important um, for young people, but also for us older people. You see, he is praying this in, in, in an older age with, with gray hair, he's praying this. And what I find surprising, or at least comforting, is that the psalmist, even in his old age, is looking back and thinking about and proclaiming and talking about the ways that he has trusted in the Lord throughout his life. 
He's going back and he's remembering these certain times of troubles and going, but I remember that time and I held on to you, Lord. I leaned into you and I'm going to do it again. That's what he's saying here. So I was thinking back when, when I was reading this, when, when I was younger, a teenager or a young adult, and the struggles or the trials or the issues that I had. And I look back at those and I kind of smile because I, at the time they were big, weren't they? The issues that you went through and they were, it was a big deal. And they affected us tremendously. But we know that those trials and struggles, the pains and the hurts, they don't end. They don't end when you get married. They don't end when you get a house or a job or have enough money, whatever that means. Or when you retire, the troubles, the calamities, the struggles, they they continue on. And sometimes, oftentimes, they become more severe, don't they? So the psalmist, he's looking back and he's thinking through the times that he's gone through struggles or doubts or fears and that he's had to cling to the Lord. He's proclaiming that. He's, he's reminded of that and then he's speaking it. And I'll continually, I will continue to do so. I, an example of this, and so we don't know who the psalmist is. We don't know who wrote this prayer. Um, it could be uh, David. It kind of sounds like David. But I think David is a great example. His life is a great example of this. So if you think back to when he was a boy, when he was a shepherd, there's this time when he's, he's going to his brothers to, to give his brothers food, and they're, they're, at this, they're, they're in a war with the Philistines, and they're in the front line, so he goes, and uh, there's this giant named Goliath that's going out every day, and he's, he's uh, talking smack, right? He's, he's, he's poking at Israel, um, challenging them, and nobody's going to go out and confront this giant. And David comes, and he's like, what's going on? Gets, gets the lowdown, and he goes, I'll face him. I'll go out and face him. And he goes to the king, King Saul, who probably should be the one that goes out to face him, but he, he doesn't want to. So he goes to King Saul, and he says, I'll, I'll face this giant. Why would he do that? What in the world is this kid thinking? Well, he tells us what he's thinking. So here it is. This is uh, 1 Samuel 17, verses 33 through 37. And it's not up. You just, just listen to the story. Saul said to David, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep from his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. And then David says this. Listen to these words. The Lord who delivered me. Look at who has delivered him. The Lord who delivered me from the hand 
or from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. David looks back, even in youth, he looks back and says, you know what? I have trusted in the Lord when I had to go after those lions, when I had to go after those bears. He has delivered me when I have stepped out in faith and did what needed to be done. He's going to deliver me now when it comes to this Philistine. But here's the crazy thing. Here's what's wild, is that soon after that, it's not a Philistine that he must face. But now it's King Saul himself. King Saul, later in David's life, pursues him and attempts to kill him with an army behind him. And David's on the run. His life is at stake. His enemies are at his heels. And who does he trust in? Well, we can go to the Psalms and know who he trusts in. But it doesn't end there. Later, it's not King Saul who pursues him to kill him. It's David's son that's going to pursue him and attempts to kill him. First, it was just lions and bears. Then it was a giant Philistine. Then it was a king with a whole army behind him. Then it was his very own son. Could you imagine the pain, the hurt, the struggle, the doubts, the questioning as he's being pursued by his own son? And I think that there were times when David paused and thought back on his life and said, I have trust in the Lord with lions and bears. I have trust in the Lord when it came to a giant Philistine. I have trust in the Lord when it came to King Saul pursuing me. I'm going to trust in the Lord now. This is a picture of persistent faith. And this is what we see in this psalm. The psalmist is describing and he's proclaiming. This is an example of this persistent faith that he has. That even though he is going through some overwhelming trials and struggles, he is resolved to trust in the Lord and to hope in him. And I love, again, we're going to look at this word. We're going to see this word continually. It's down in verse 14. Psalm 71, verses 13 and 14 he says this, May my accusers be put to shame and consumed with scorn and disgrace. May they be covered who seek my hurt. But I will, help, I will hope continually. I will hope continually. You know, in this prayer, it's like he's preaching this to himself, isn't it? He's coaching himself. Because I think that there were doubts. There were struggles. He's going through it but he's, he's speaking this, proclaiming this in order to strengthen his own faith and his own resolve. I will help continually. This man is stubborn, right? He is holding on. It doesn't matter what comes his way, he is holding on. May this be the way that we pray as well. That when, we, when we're in it, when we need the Lord, we we. We seek his deliverance. We, we, we cry out to him. That's a good thing. But that we also pray prayers of resolve. 
that, that at some point we turn that corner and say, but I, I am determined to hold on, Lord, to keep you as my refuge. You are my God, and I will continually follow after you. You are my hope. May that be a prayer for us as well. And so this kind of hope, this kind of trust, I think can kind of turns into what we see in this next part of the psalm, and that is we see a heart of praise and worship. It comes out in the form of proclamation, proclaiming the Lord and his greatness and worship and praise. Psalm 71, verses 15 and 16. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge with the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. And so this man is convinced that the Lord can rescue him because he has seen it before. He's He's, he knows it from listening to the stories of God's faithfulness throughout the time of Israel, and he has seen it in his own life. And so he is so convinced that the, of, the, of God's faithfulness that he's going to talk about it. That's how convinced he is. Whoever crosses his path, whoever he runs into, that's what's coming out of his mouth. I am going to remind others of God's faithfulness his righteous deeds, his works. I'm going to be a testimony to God's work in my life. And so we see this in the psalm as well, that that word continually, it also applies here. This is the third way the psalmist uses this word. So he says, I will continually come to you, Lord, right? Seek refuge. I will continually hope in you. And then in verse six, my praise, my praise is continually of you. I'm not going to shut up about it. If, if you're going to be around me, this is what you're going to be reminded of. He wants to speak it to his peers, but he also wants to speak it to the next generation. He wants the next generation as well to be reminded of who God is and how great he is. <coughs> so not only is he proclaiming it to others, but he's also directing it to the Lord. He says this in verses 22 and 23, I will also praise you with the harp. For your faithfulness, O oh my God, I will sing praises to you with the lyre. O oh, Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you. When I, my soul also, which you have redeemed. And so not only is he proclaiming to others, but then he's, he's looking up to the Lord and he's giving praise to the Lord, directing it to him. <coughs> And I think this is a, a good challenge for us. So in my own life, when I, when I think of prayer, especially in prayer, this applies. Um, and when I pray in a group, um, I'm sure maybe you guys uh, can relate to this. But oftentimes I find myself thinking, thinking more about what I'm going to pray than actually 
focusing on who I'm praying to. So in a group, especially like if you're in a circle and you're going in a circle, so right, the pressure's on and, and, and uh, you're on deck, you know, you're the next one to come and batter, you know, you're the next one up to bat. And so you're, you're starting to think, okay, now how I'm going to start this? Should I do with the, uh, uh, my father, our father, my Lord, um, maybe with a, a God, the other guy said my father, so maybe I should just, maybe Jesus, maybe I should just say Jesus, maybe my friend, I, you know, like you start thinking through how am I going to fashion this prayer and, and then you start praying the prayer and then oftentimes I know for myself, then I start to analyze as I'm praying, is that the right word? Maybe I should use another word maybe I should rephrase that. How am, how am I going to land this plane? That's kind of an important one, you know? Like, how long have I been praying for? Um, how am I going to land this thing, close this thing off? Um, and so what, the, the crazy thing what happens is I start thinking more about my prayer or I start thinking more about the people around me than actually who I'm praying to. We pray to our God and Creator who we have His ear. He is there with us and among us, and, and he's, he's waiting to listen to what we have to say. And, and, and oftentimes, I'm, I'm more about out here and, and what's going inside in my mind and, and my words that I'm saying instead of actually having my focus on the Lord, that I'm actually speaking these words to him and that he's hearing them. The God of all creation, the God with one word can move a mountain. And when we gather together to, to, to pray, to, to give praise and to worship, right? When, when the worship team's up here and we're standing together, and are we directing our time of worship, which is also a prayer? Our time of worship together is a prayer to the Lord. We are singing praises to Him, we are engaging with Him. He is listening, He is hearing, He is, he is among us. Is that what we're focused on? Is that what we're thinking about? That the Lord is here and that these words are going into his ears, metaphorically speaking? Or are we more concerned about what's, what's on that screen, if we're singing it in the right way? And it's the, the note that was played, was that the right note? Right? Um, what's going on beside me or around me? You know, with, with kids around sometimes, we can think of those things as, especially when they're my kids, when they're your kids, they're a distraction, right? That's, that's what we're thinking about. Okay, how can we keep them entertained, quiet, focused, um, quiet, don't want to be a nuisance, don't want to be a distraction? All those things in our minds that take place. Instead of putting those things out and actually reflecting upon the fact, the truth that we are worshiping and and praying to, at that moment, our God, our Lord Jesus. So I think that is a big challenge for us. This, this prayer is so challenging because it starts out with this cry to the Lord for rescue. And, and I think we can relate to that. We can, we can sympathize with that because there are times I know that we all need to cry out to the Lord for rescue. But then it changes, Right? that transitions to this resolve to trust in the Lord. I am going to trust, put my hope, lean into the Lord. 
And from that, it changes to worship and praise. What a wonderful prayer. What a wonderful example for us. And so, you know, when it comes to praying, you know, the encouragement is, my hope is, is that you would take a psalm like this, wake up in the morning or maybe in the evening, that you would take a psalm like this and that you would use it as a prayer. That it wouldn't just be something that you read uh, to, to get your reading done for the day or to, to learn more or, or to, to accomplish something and, and to mark something off your list, but that you would use this, f- words that you can use to communicate to the Lord. So we can see this prayer and we can say, hey, there's this wonderful structure of, of giving a request, asking for something and then, and then proclaiming and then worship and, and use our own words and go through that structure. That's wonderful. But more so, what I hope is that we would actually make this psalm our own prayer. Or at least portions of this prayer, you can look and say, man, this hits me right now. This is where I'm at right now. Lord, this is my prayer, and we pray that. There's so many different ways to pray. So what I'd like to do is is close in this way. I would like to practice this as we close. Um, Psalm 71, verses 20 through 21, uh, continually stuck out to me. It, It kept popping up. Every time, you know, when I was trying to figure out what the psalm was about, this kept coming back over and over. Um, I couldn't get it, couldn't get it out of my mind. And it's because of just one simple word that it says over and over again. Let me read this to you. Psalm 71, verses 20 through 21. You who have made me see many troubles and calamities. You, Lord, you who made me see troubles and calamities. They, they didn't just arise out of nowhere. The Lord, the Lord was there. You have made me see many troubles and calamities. Well, revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. In this persistent prayer of faith, he knows, he trusts in the Lord that that the Lord will rescue him again, that he will rise up again. And so this is what I'd like us to do is, (coughs) you can go to the next slide. Is, is I want us to make this our own. And so if you have paper and a pen, um, you, can, you can jot this down. But here's the question. Is there something right now that has you? Is there a trouble, a calamity, an issue in your life that has you right now? What I want you to do is I want you to fill in this blank. You have... You who have made me see, what is it? What is it that the Lord has made you see? I want you to write that down. Fill in the blank. From the depths of my, what is that? What is, what is deep within you? What is it that, it, that you're struggling with? Is it 
Is there fear or fatigue? Are you drained? Do you feel trapped or anxiety or doubt? What is that that you're in the depths of? From the depths of my what? You will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. So let's just take a moment now. I just want to pause. Um, Actually, the worship team can come up during this time um, because this is how we're going to close. But I would like for you to take a few moments, fill in those blanks. What is that that has you and what's going on deep inside you? I want you to write those down and then I want you to pray that prayer. Pray the prayer to the Lord, not not for me, not to the person next to you, but you have the Lord's ear. And so I'm going to give us some time just to pray that through. And once you pray it through, maybe you need to pray it through again. Maybe you need to pray it through a couple of times. But I'm going to give us some time to do that. So let's do that now. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like more information about Sawyer Highlands Church and Converge Community Church and the service times for both campuses, please visit our website at www.sawyerhighlands.org. Until next time, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.